welcome, 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 everybody. I don't even know what episode is this, VP. 32. 32. Okay, we here. Episode 32. I hope everyone had a good cookout. I hope everybody ate some hot dogs and everything like that. Post July 4th celebrations. We have our 2K event coming up. So the Renee Montgomery Foundation, we want to incorporate tech into a lot of the stuff we do, but we also like it to be fun. So what do we do? We threw an NBA 2K tournament. Uh, We're really excited about it. It comes out July 10th, which is this week, which is why I'm mentioning it. We had some celebrity guest play. We'll get into that later, but it's exciting and it was fun. And we here. And so now let's the two lit crew, you know, the two lit crew, Snook, Cole, VP, We're going to do a little something different because every time in the welcome now, we are going to try to guess how many our remote game show guests will get right in the game. So there's five questions total. Most people have been getting about a three out of five. So we're going to go around the horn and see what do you think our guests will get? Let's start with you, Cole. What's your guess? I think she'll probably get four. Okay, four. Okay, Snookabooka. I'm going to say three <laughs> okay three vp what you got all right so i was gonna say four but now cole said four so i then i i can't say five because most of the people i don't think are gonna get their remotely renee question right so, <laughs> y'all gotta watch the show more so i'm gonna so so i'll just go two just to be different <laughs> okay go. so we got two three four so right now i'm calling infamous casey i'm in seattle so i'm calling a seattle hello, hello. Well, hello there. Is this the infamous? Is this is this the infamous Casey? No, do you have the wrong number? I do not have the wrong number. You're live right now, Casey, on Remotely Renee. We have a segment we like to call Remote Game Show, where I ask you five questions. You get a minute and a half to answer. Would you like to play a game? Are you being funny or is this really serious? <laughs> this is really serious. You're on right now <laughs> with the two lit crew. They're all here right now. They can hear you. You got a minute and a half. You trying to play? What's up? Okay, yeah, but I'm scared. Don't be scared. You have a minute and a half. VP, you got the clock ready. I'm going to ask you five questions. If you don't know the question, you can say skip. I'll come back to it. If you do know the question and you get it right, you'll hear a little dang dang, but you won't really, but you'll hear a little dang dang. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. All right, question number one, start the clock. What is the name of the largest desert in the world? I have no idea. (laughs) Skip. Yes. What's the name of the largest bone in the human body? Uh, I don't know, the spine? How many planets are in the solar system? Oh, I know this. Yes, you do. No, I do. Damn. Just think about it. You got a little time. Stop. Think about it. Oh, my God. How many planets are in the solar system? Okay, wait. Mars. <laughs> Count them out. Um, 40 seconds. Much- Plenty of time. Mars, Jupiter. I hear you can count them out loud. Eight. Wow, yes, ding, ding, ding. Originally, Amazon only sold what kind of product? What did you say? Originally, Amazon only sold what kind of product? Uh, 15 seconds. 
I don't know. Yes. What is the name of Renee's foundation? And they wrote it in the third person. Wait, wait, say that again. What is the name of my foundation? The Renee Montgomery Foundation? Yes. What is the name of the largest desert in the world? That's your time right there. How many did she get, Cole? She got three. Okay. She got three. So, she got three. All right. All right. Okay, so honestly, what is the, the largest bone in the body? It is it is the femur. The largest <laughs> desert in the world is the Sahara Desert. I feel like I knew that. Yeah, you definitely knew that. That's what, but you know, when you're in a game show, the stuff that yeah, you actually sure. know, yeah, it gets to you. And I would like you to know that there is no prize for this game, but there's, you win absolutely nothing. But thank you for joining <laughs> us on the remote game show, Casey. I hate you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yes, this is awesome. I love it here. I love it here. Who gets three? Who got three? Snook got it right. Okay, Snookabooka, I see you with the three count. I love it here. Okay. All right, so it's starting to seem like everybody I call is going to tell me they hate me after after they play remote game show, and I love it. Oh, let's answer your phones, because I might be calling you next for remote game show, my friends, okay? And VP, what we got today? What we got today? What it's looking like? All right, probably the hottest topic in sports, uh, name, image, and likeness. Um, so right before July 1st happened, all of a sudden, there was only supposed to be a few states that were going to, you know, uh, let the kids make money off themselves. And now all of a sudden, NCAA, right before, every, now everyone could do it. And now everyone's doing it. And social media. Now everyone. So name, image, and likeness. We spoke about this a little bit before on this show, but name, image, and likeness means that if someone uses your name, uses your image, or uses your likeness, you need to make some money off of that. In the history of forever, college sports has not paid athletes for their name, image, and likeness. So student athletes, college athletes, you know, you might be rocking a UConn jersey that has number 20 on it, and everybody knows that's my jersey, but we don't get no money from that. We don't get no monies. So now the college players are receiving money. And boy, when Paul said it is a hot topic, it came out the gates. July 1st is when name, image, and likeness was allowed. And on July 1st, we saw some deals coming through. VP, name a couple. Yeah, so um, the floor, uh, Miami quarterback signed a $20,000 deal with a, a moving company. So that's kind of funny. So it could be like wow. anything. That's why I don't think people like realize it. People always think about the big brands, but you know, it could be like anything like local. Uh, I saw another one in uh, Nebraska. Nebraska was doing a lot. Um, Nebraska, like a local uh, chain was like kind of offering any Nebraska athlete like from there or like that to play there, like some kind of deal, like they'd offer them whatever amount. And then um Another one, I don't know. There's these twins girls. I never even heard of them. And um, they play basketball and they have a TikTok. I forgot how many. I think they're like 600,000. And they were on That's time. it right there. They were on time. That's on time it screen. right there. It's I'm with, telling you. Signed with Boost Mobile. So that was interesting. Oh, so see people making yeah. real deals. That's the thing, though. There, no other, there was no better time for name, image, and likeness to be allowed for college athletes than this social media era. And what I mean by that is now there's the value. You said it. You never really, you don't know those players necessarily for basketball, but you do know that they got about 600K on TikTok. Now there's, there's concerns. There's different points. I was talking to coach R.E.M. early today, earlier today, and I was saying how, you know, what is his thoughts on name, image, and likeness? And he had, he went on to say, you know, he thinks that 
everyone thinks that all players are going to be making a lot of money and it's really going to be a handful of players that make this money. And then there's also going to be the thing of the team aspect. So I want to hear, I want to hear our thoughts. Like, how do we feel? What are going to be the, the causes and effects of name, image, and likeness, the pros and cons sound off. Let's go. I want to hear it. Well, well I, I think that uh, basically what's going to be the incentive to actually play women's basketball. I mean, the WNBA, hopefully, you know, they start paying more because if you're making that much money, TikToking in your college dorm, what's going to make you want to go into the draft and make less money? Now you can continue your TikTok and you can continue all these things, but if, I mean, it, it, take, it takes the, it's going to take the, the incentive to go on and continue to play basketball. That's why I feel like, I, I mean, it's sad to say, I'm happy they're paying them a one point. Then I'm sad to say this is what's going to happen. 20000 for moving? Moving? Wow. $20,000. Like a moving company. Snook a book. A moving company. Like I'm just, it's a lot to, because, and then too, this is the problem too. When you get a college student that much money, what? I don't know what they're going to do with it. It's scary. It's scary to think of what could happen. I feel like the most lit parties are going to be happening on campus. I mean, parties just went up a level. When you got money to throw elaborate parties, I feel like, wow, like influencer houses are going to be built all around campus. Well, let me just say this. With the NCAA rules that they've had, you know, I've been through it and there were so many restrictions, even for uh, before this name, image, and likeness stuff, it's like if a company in your area or your hometown wanted to give you a scholarship, like you had to count that against your financial aid, you weren't able to benefit from it. I mean, they had so many restrictions on things that could possibly help athletes, especially those who actually needed some pocket money whose parents couldn't give them any uh, when they went to college. Now, uh, back to this name, image, and likeness thing. And Nikki, for your point, after, if you don't play women's basketball, all of that money will probably dry up because, I mean, you know, the only reason they want you is because you're uh, on a stage somewhere where they can make money off of you. So if you don't go and play after college, then I don't see where that money is going to follow you past that anyway. But my other point is that I think it's a way of kind of uh, helping to bust up team chemistry. You know, there's a lot of jealousy that goes on with teams or whatever, not even with any money involved about playtime. The coach likes me more. Uh, you know, maybe some entity does a little bit more for you than they do for, for, you know, for you as a player. And so if this player, if players are getting money and some are getting more than others and some are getting none, I can see it kind of causing some attitude problems and you know how that into <laughs> playing sports so that's my my take no you know what snook you know what coach Ariema, he kind of hit on that that <laughs> a lot everyone thinks that a lot of players are going to be getting a lot of money there's going to be there's going to be tiers of players there's going to be your superstar players that draw the big checks then there's also going to be your big like let's say TikTok stars, like VP said, where if you have a large following, you're gonna draw that huge check as well. And then there's gonna be the players that necessarily aren't in that tier that I'm, you might make a couple hundred dollars here or there, but if you see your teammate is getting a bag, 
to Snook's point, what is that going to do to the team chemistry? What is that going to do to to what's going on? So it's a very interesting concept. I mean, I saw where Open Doors had posted that um, if any any athlete, and I, when I say any athlete, here's the tweet that Open Doors tweeted tomorrow. So they tweeted this the day before July first. Tomorrow, regardless of sport or rank, every student athlete using Open Doors will receive a deal from GoPuff. So do you see what companies are starting to do now? Like, imagine if you, and this is the thing, they didn't say how much every athlete was going to make. So GoPuff could say, hey, we're paying every athlete $10 a month to, to post about us or to, to try our products. And that's how they can, I mean, there's so much that's going to be happening. It's kind of crazy. And I don't know who's going to keep track of it, but, you know. Yeah. Well, I add to uh, real quick. As I said before, the NCAA has some really tough rules about how money could come into players. I want to know, have they changed those rules? Because, you know, if they're going to just open the flood doors and let floodgates and let everybody in and let all this money come in, are they changing their basic rules about what a college or a student athlete can get uh, uh, from uh, outside of their financial aid and the school's money? You know, oh no, it was- there it's all changed, Snook. It's it's nothing is ever the same at this point. It means that if you're getting whatever you're getting, I think that your money is supposed to be your money. Now that's very technical. And see, you see, my Snook was a college counselor. She knows all the ins and outs of the system. So she's basically saying, like, if you got a sis a student that was on financial aid, is that what you're saying? Like if they were receiving a Pell grant or on financial aid, and all of a sudden they starting to get some stacks from name, image, and likeness from sponsors, is now their financial aid going to be gone? I, like, no, that's no, up to I'm me? Asking, or what are you saying? Are the rules, there were rules about outside monies, not name, image, and likeness. For instance, if AT&T had a scholar in their area and they wanted to give them $1,000, they weren't able to get that $1,000 without that money coming from their financial aid package. So this name, image, and likeness is totally different from that. But I'm just saying, has the NCAA lifted all of those restrictions? Because, you know, you can't even do part-time work unless it's approved and, you know, and all of that. So a lot there. I think they opened up the floodgates. I I think they opened up the floodgates. Yeah, I'm assuming they could get jobs now too. Like the, you know, the lesser players that are like walk-ons or whatever, D1s, or I'm assuming they could get jobs. Like why not now, I guess. I mean, that's, but the other, the other positive thing for the women's sports, not non-basketball, like the ones that aren't really popular in pros, like those girls can make money off the, the, when they're actually popular because after they get out of college, they're usually not. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. They're only Olympics every four years, you know? Exactly, exactly. And think about this. Imagine, like, players like a Tyler Hansbro. Remember, he was, like, really big-time UNC player, got drafted. Everybody thought that he was going to have, like, this huge career. And he actually played in the NBA for a long time. But while he was in college, he was the man. Like, some of these people in college, they're, like, famous college players that could leave college set up for life they could leave college even you got to think too there's only a small percentage of players that end up going 
pro. Like it's not like we already know it, it trickles down. It, it funnels out into a very small percentage. So imagine if the other players that don't go pro are able to end up now making some money when their college career is over. Maybe they have a jump start on just financially. I mean, there's so many different things. I'm so curious to see what these deals are going to look like. We already know. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Master P already said his son is going to be the highest paid college athlete out here. His son is a, a, a high school student now going into college. He said it's a multi-million dollar deal that he's paying his son so that his son can be the top paid athlete. And obviously he has a company, so you can do that through a company, but it's going to get wild. Like this is going to get crazy. Oh, but guess, you know, you know who's going to be the next, per, the one it's going to be uh, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning's nephew. He's, he's coming to college. Oh yeah. In two years. He's already like, the and, I mean, one. and think of, and think about brands that want to get close to, to a celebrity that's their nephew, their niece, their daughter is playing, and the, and the brand wants to get close to them. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to throw some change at it. Yeah, so I'm not sure if there's a, a rule yet for it, but apparently they're saying, like, once you sign is once you, that, that now you can make the money, too. So, like, you could be, like, a junior in, in high school, I believe. So, I don't know. It's going to be crazy. Well, let me just let me just deflate everybody's balloon in this. <laughs> okay, if you have a social security number and you make more than ten thousand dollars a year, Uncle Sam is coming for you. So, regardless of how we think this is going to work out, next year when you apply for your financial aid and you yeah. made more than ten thousand a year before, then you're going to have to pay taxes on that money, and it's going to go against just uh, go against everything anyway. So, can, go ahead and make your money if you want to, but just know, Uncle Sam, even though they're now lifting the restrictions and you can make as money as much, as much money as you want. Uncle Sam can take as much as he wants to. There you go. That's a life lesson right there. That's a life lesson. That's very yeah. true. It's yeah. going to come back and hit the financial aid regardless because go ahead, made 20000 this month on one deal, make another 30000 for enough a month in that deal. It all adds up in one year. Uncle Sam is going to ask for his some of his money back. That's all I, that's all I got to say. So it's going to it's going to work out regardless, and people are saying, well, you know, how how are they going to say what's going to happen with your financial aid? It's going to happen with your financial aid. It's going to happen with all of that because you don't you no longer need it. If you're making a hundred thousand dollars in a year off of endorsements. You no longer need the financial aid. They're going to start you're, you're no longer a athlete. You're a pro athlete. You're a pro athlete. Yeah, you're a professional, so you got to pay money on taxes. Oh, my so you're no longer a student athlete. You're a pro athlete. Believe me, it's going to work out for it's going to work out for everybody including the government and including <laughs> all these ncaa restrictions it's all going to come out in the wash everybody gonna get paid let's just say it like that okay and see there's the problem i have these people are 18 years old straight yeah. out of the house from home they'll be making people will be taking advantage yeah. of these but that, so that's the other they, thing it's yeah. weird because all the schools all the schools have different rules. Some of them say that you have to, it's regulated by the school. Some of them say we don't want anything to do with it. Some of them say you have to show us the contracts if it's over $500. It's all, it's, there's no rule. There's, there's, it doesn't make any sense. This is going to be fun. Yeah. There's no it's rules. Just, it's literally, you can do whatever. The only thing you can't do, I think, is just like, obviously, like the alcohol and like uh, weed and stuff. Like you can't do well, but can they, If they're over 21, they can't do an alcohol brand? I don't, it depends on the state. I think. Uh, probably not. And let me just say this. Let me just say this. Wait till the schools start one a piece of it if you want to oh, use yeah. oh, jersey yeah, and stuff. Because the schools will be like, oh, you want to use our jersey? You want Because if it's TikTok, it's your own uh, stuff well, is full. But if you want to be like, we want that. your kids, 
and have the jersey on. They'll be like, all right, well, every time you show your jersey, you we, we get a 2% cut. Yeah, you, know, you can't do that anyways. You can't. You can't. You can't. Uh, oh, you can't show any of the jerseys. So you can't say even school. You can yeah. wear your school's collars. I mean, even in professional, like yeah, sometimes you can, if yeah. you watch the commercials with yeah, professional the teams, off. they take the logos off. They make it look like the team colors. And then that's where they go from there. But Cole, to your point, yeah, the universities are probably plotting right now. How can they get in on this action? How can they broker some of these deals and get paid an agency? <laughs> Fee type, yeah. you know, that 10% that goes to whoever the finder's fee, that 10 to 20%. And and listen, let me just give a PSA right now out to the college athletes. There's certain percentages, know what's normal, know what's not. Because to Snook's point, don't just let people out here take advantage of you. There's certain things that are normal, whether you're a college athlete or you're a professional athlete. If somebody is an agent and they're talking about some, they want to split 50-50 with you on any deal. They are not a good agent for you. 20% is about as high as you should go on any type of finder's fee, agency fee type of things. That's as high as you should go. But just know what's going on. Like do a little research because a, a, a brand apparel deal, while it's great, but if they're not giving you any money, here's another little tax thing. If they give you $10,000 in product, that you get taxed on that $10,000 in product, even though it's not cash money. That's just, again, this is just a fair warning from somebody that has to pay taxes already, baby. Okay. Just throwing that out there. I mean, this it's all funny. Yeah. This is adulting. Like basically on July 1st, everybody became an adult and you have to figure out adult things, taxes, agency fees, finders fees, business is messy sometimes family members are going to be wanting to get their hand in your pocket so get ready is all i'm saying get ready you know what the brand please read this please read the small print you're read, read the fine print so you know why the brand the brand the brands love it because say you could sponsor the whole team for a million but you get the quarterback for 20k yeah you and see that's, that's 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 tough because yeah, if you're doing if you're trying to do a deal with the actual team, yeah, they're gonna put a, a they're gonna make you pay a bag. Like they're not gonna just let you do that. But then you're like, all right, forget it. I'm gonna just get the star player. Let's pay them a hundred thousand. Well, you got a deal. I mean, that's a deal. So listen, I mean, it's gonna be fun. There's gonna be a lot happening. And speaking of fun and a lot happening for a happening IRL this week, we have Kimbo Slice Jr. And Kimbo Slice Jr., if you don't know, his dad is Kimbo Slice. No shocker alert there. The guy that was knocking people out left and right. And his son is following in his footsteps. He's a fighter for Bellator MMA. Um, a lot of people know his name. He also was our celebrity guest. Uh, he played against in our NBA 2K tournament. And when I say R, I mean the Renee Montgomery Foundation. So we try to do some things in tech. Kimbo Slice Jr. came through to play a little game. Check it out. And happening IRL this week, we have Kimbo Slice Jr. Now his name speaks for itself, but we're going to have him tell, tell us a little bit about himself. What's up, everybody? You know, it's Kimbo Jr. here. You know, I'm a pro MMA fighter slash businessman. And, um, I'm just here to, you know, have fun and, you know, see what's going on with uh, the women that's playing basketball, you know, much respect you know, to you guys. And maybe one day I could play, you know, a game against y'all or something. I don't know. Let's just see. Bet. We are definitely going to be there for that. I want to see that one. So, yeah, we definitely can take you up on that. If you're in the A one time, we can see about that. So, yeah. next. So, basically, like, how did you, how did you get into fighting? Like, how did you, what started you in your fighting? 
Um, to, to be honest, I'm just going to be honest. It, it started, I was uh, not saying a street fighter, but it was like fights on the streets, you know. Um, I didn't know I had power back then. So I was like 13, 14, hit, hitting people pretty hard. And I, I realized as I got older, my dad used to tell me, you know, you can't keep fighting on the streets like this, hurting people. You know, you can get away with it now because you're young. But as you get older, you might have to like go professional or take it to the next level. And that's pretty much what I did, you know, which he didn't want me fighting. So I went to college first, but then, yeah, then became a fighter. Good advice, dad. Good advice, dad. I agree. I agree. So your father is Kimbo Slice and he is a legend. So why is it important for you to carry on your father's legacy? Um, I think that's very important because I'm his oldest son, you know, and and how it goes back in like the Roman days and the gladiator days, the, the oldest son takes everything after the father passes away or leave, you know, it goes to the oldest son. And I feel like it's only right. You know, I've been around him like the majority of my life. He taught me everything I knew. So I'm not. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. So, yeah. So, you know. I know you say that your father told you you can't fight. You had to go to school. You said you went to college first. So you had a businessman. You said you're a businessman too. So tell us about some of your business ventures. Um, I, I can't really, they're not, I can't really talk about them too much yet, oh. but I could give you guys like the first scoop on like, like joining the, the business if you guys want to, because it's going to be like, you know, uh, pretty crazy, but I, I'm invested in stocks and I don't know if you guys like stocks and cryptocurrency, but that's like my thing, you know, making your money work for itself, you know, and while you're sleeping, you're making money in your sleep. So that's like my thing and what I like to do. No, no spoiler alert. No spoiler alert. Yeah. Crypto. Yeah. We have had some really deep discussions about crypto. We're all, some of us are on the fence, some of us are all in, but right, congratulations right. on your business. And we, we I understand not wanting to do the spoiler alert. So we'll, we'll learn I don't want to be just a fighter. Place. I don't want people to know me as like, oh, he's just a fighter. He's just a fighter. Like I'm not just a fighter. You know, I have brains as well, you know, and I, and I want to use that. And and also use my physical ability to both put everything together. And yeah, I'm still learning as I, as I, I go on. I respect that. I can respect that. So you're signed to Bellator MMA, if I yes. said that right. Um, and you mentioned that you wanted to bare knuckle, you want to do some bare knuckle boxing. Would you do a regular boxing too? Would you do both? Like, are you interested? Um, I, I'm a fighter at heart. And when I started, it was just with these right here. It wasn't no gloves and all that protection, you know what I'm saying? So I, when I hit somebody, I, I, I like to feel that. I know it sounds crazy, you know, I'm talking to a woman and stuff. And I also, I'm nice, I have a wife and I, I'm, I could be a lover boy as well, but I love fighting and I like to I like to hit people, you know what I mean? I know it sounds crazy, but that's just it's my not, thing. And I, I grew up in it, like that's all I, not, not saying that's all I know, but like, that's what I know, you know? So I'm gonna, no, I wanna- not, it's not crazy because my father was a boxer he oh, was okay. a boxer oh, so you know and he taught he taught us how to handle ourselves as you know as well so it's not crazy at all i don't think you're just talking to a female that i think is barbaric my father was a boxer he's 13 boxing 20 year olds that's the type of power he had too so i understand what you're saying on that level it was just in you that's something you could, you're good at and you do that's great. So, no, believe me, I, I agree. So how do you feel about these celebrities versus pros? Like, do, are you a fan, not a fan? You like it's the like, money, not me? It's like 50-50, you know, because I understand that most, most, okay, so the game is crazy. It's not about how good you can fight no more. It's about how many tickets can you sell or how many followers you got. 
And I understand that they're making a lot of money because they have a lot of following already. So far as the business side, I get it. But far as like me being a real fighter, it's like, come on, guys. Like, you know, but I can't be mad at them because it's entertaining. So, I agree with you on that. Because I said, I feel like watering down the sport. Right. It's like, right. it's like not making the sport really a sport. It's more like, uh, like I mean, if they offer me, if they offer yeah. me a million dollars to fight a celebrity to go have fun, that's not a real fight to me because I know this guy can't do nothing with me. And y'all offer me this much money to a fake fight, I'll take that all day. <laughs> I'm gonna take that money and run. I know they gonna get, if they gonna hand it to me, you gonna take it, right? Of course, I have to. Right. So uh, we also know you know is because you did this gaming that you're a big gamer and we oh, appreciate yeah. you playing against you know in the tournament for the foundation that was last minute they gotta put last minute i don't want people thinking like <laughs> oh he's not a gamer last, like, full disclosure yeah, last, last minute literally, like 24 <laughs> hours i didn't even have 2k downloaded on my ps5 <laughs> so it's all good though take nothing away from a grade he did his thing but yeah. it was last minute you know Yes, and we do appreciate that because you know that was stepping out your comfort zone of what right, you right. normally do. Now he has to play me in UFC now. You know. Let's oh, okay. That. So he need to come back and he need to get you <laughs> yeah, on your side. Sure, you know, on definitely. your side. Oh, okay, I got you. I understand that. So, you know, uh, what games are you into now? Other, like you said, the MMA. What other games are you playing? Um, I pretty much have them all, man. I, I, um, I have Call of Duty, uh, Madden, 2K, um, Hitman. Uh, I got PS5, Xbox, like I, I have it all. I have it all. I'm a real gamer. Like I'm a real gamer. Okay, so you have so which one do you prefer, PlayStation or Xbox? Ooh, that's so tough because <laughs> I grew up, I grew up in the Xbox world, but PlayStation graphics is just a little different. And it's something about them graphics that's just a little more crispier than Xbox. So I, I can't pick the side because I play both still. So I, I, I love them both, honestly. I've heard that saying that my sons were Xboxers and now they're like, got to get into, you know, the PlayStation. I, I, could, like, I, played really? PlayStation. I played the PlayStation a little more. A little more than Xbox. Okay, respectful. Yeah. I understand that. So just, uh, you know, overall, like we just going through your favorite things. I heard you cook a lot. I just, you know, somebody told me that you love gonna, to cook. Yeah, cooking is my, my favorite thing. I, I'm actually from the Bahamas, so... Um, I have that that out inside of me come out a lot when I'm in the kitchen and I, I really love cooking and it's like pretty easy to me it's not like I'm trying to do it I just what I think and it comes out good you know not everything comes out good but majority of the time it's pretty good you know and then I'm a photographer as well oh so so first before we get to photography what is your favorite meal that you cooked or what is your favorite meal to cook I should say it would have to be um like maybe like a nice steak but it, it used to be steak but then I, I cut all the meat out right now and it's all like veggies and you know uh, all the greens but my favorite meal would be like to cook for someone it would be like a steak mashed potatoes asparagus oh, and like a nice little roll never you could never go wrong with that yeah. so yeah and, and and so i know that your dad is your favorite fighter and that's hands down but who's your next favorite fighter like who do would you who would you would you like to see fight or have you seen fight that you know grabbed you like yeah he's, um, he's the man. I grew I grew up watching Floyd Mayweather and Roy Jones Jr. So it would have to be you know Floyd Mayweather, honestly speaking, and then Roy Jones after that. And that's just possible. MMA is oh. John is John Jones. 
Oh, okay. I was about to say who, I was about to ask you who MMA, but you, you yeah. already told us, yeah, I can respect that. Cause you know, Mayweather, like you said, he's taking the money. He was the man. He yeah. still is the man. Basically. I don't think there's still anybody who can go out there and, and cut hands with him no and one. do what he do. So I agree with you on that. So is there anything else that you want to tell us or you anything that other than your business ventures that we got a little spoiler alert about that you have out there that you can share with us? um no that's about it my, my favorite basketball player is LeBron James you know since there he was go. 18 jumping over uh like five, five kids on the floor I was in like middle school and I saw that and I was like yo this kid is, is amazing and I was a fan ever since so wherever LeBron goes that's my team I can I feel you on that so I'm, I'm gonna ask you a question you better answer right who's your favorite female basketball player oh Renee Montgomery hands down hands there down. you go there you go you got it right you <laughs> right yeah. well I, thank you i think they should get paid more too right like i i don't i don't like that salary thing like i, I feel like women are very powerful and if they're going out there doing the same thing a man is doing like they should get paid an equal amount or something at least close to that you know i, I saw that and i i kind of wanted to like put that out there like you know pay these women and you know let's get them paid and stop playing around you know we appreciate that and i thank you for saying that because that is um you know that is a big thing as far as women's basketball is that we're required to, to do the same things but not the same pay so we appreciate your voice on that and we appreciate anyone who supports that and we want to thank you for being with us today on remotely renee and that's thank you thank you appreciate you guys yeah, so shouts to Kimbo Slice Jr. for coming through and showing love to the kids and playing. Um, and speaking of showing love to the kids, Buzzer is on to something. As we all know, this Gen Z group, I have a son, he's 13. He watches YouTube all the time. YouTube, if you ask him what his favorite channel is, it will be YouTube. He doesn't watch linear TV like we used to watch linear TV. And Buzzer understands that. Buzzer's a platform that sells short form live TV. So if you don't have a live TV subscription and you see that it's a two point game in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Hawks are about to clinch and you want to watch the last two minutes of it, you can go on buzzer and literally buy the last two minutes of that game. And so they're smart because nobody like we have a commitment problem these days. People don't like to commit to long term contracts. People don't like to commit to long term relationships. And buzzer came up with a solution for that. When I heard about what Buzzer was doing, you know how I am. I went in. And so actually Buzzer had reached out to us. And, and what I love about what they're doing as well is they wanted their investment group to be diverse. They wanted to be culturally aware. They wanted to invest in the community and different things they're doing. Let me just tell you a couple of the investors investing in Buzzer. Naomi Osaka shouts to her leading the way, doing her thing her way uh Patrick Mahomes I know you've heard of this guy only the I would say the tie up there for one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL Michael Jordan does that name ring a bell a little Michael Jordan action I mean we had Taylor Rooks was in there there were so many other people um VP I know I'm missing a large amount of them shouts to Bohan too by the way he's the founder of buzzer such a good guy when I talked to him of course, he has a banging business. What it was 20 million raised on the series A round. They got money. A lot of people got a lot of money. I ain't those people I'm broke. Don't ask me for nothing else. Okay, I'm done. Um, but it's <laughs> it's just crazy to see what's going on with would you have ever thought that you could just pay for two minutes of a game and then watch it live? I mean, that's such a crazy concept. Yeah, uh, but I mean <laughs> 
you know, that tells you our attention span is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> we have no patience as, it, and it shows in everything that we turn, every turn and everything. It's like, no one has any patience, no patience whatsoever. We can't wait. My, my husband hates to watch a commercial. Well, not oh, watch yeah. the show, record the whole show so that he could fast forward <laughs> through the entire show to what he wants to see and ups to the downs. So it makes sense. He would be a perfect buzzer person because he's going to be like, all right, what happened the last 15 minutes of the movie? Like he doesn't want to have all the backstory, the plot, the drama, the setting, none of that. He's like, okay, they said it was a good movie. What happened? He feels like what happened in the last 15 minutes? It sums up the whole entire movie. So he would be a perfect buzzer person. You know, it's funny too, because I look, Serena, she doesn't like commercials either. So, you know, Hulu and them have spoiled us where you can pay for the subscription of, uh, you know, no ads. So you can watch a whole season Absolutely. of something in seven hours and run through it. You're yeah. on to something, Cole. You're on to something. Yeah, I don't even watch games like that. So I do usually only put on the last uh, quarter or something like that. Um, it, oh my gosh, but, this blows my mind. VP doesn't watch games a lot and that just makes my mind explode every thing, time I hear it. Because I don't even need to. I still know what's going on. Uh, yeah, I believe it. <clears throat> I only watch boxing pretty much. But uh, let's not forget some of the uh, other names. You got Wayne Gretzky, J. Cole, LaMelo Ball, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, wow. Austin Matthews, uh, NFT-inspired uh, Christian McCaffrey. Devin Booker, too, in the in the finals. Oh, shouts to D. Book. Hopefully we meet him in the finals. That would be lit. Snook, what do you think about it? Well, you know, I'm an old head. I'm the old head on the show. And so <laughs> after six years you know it's hard to you know for uh for you to change so i i'll check it out i'm getting a little bit more uh tech savvy a little bit more uh into what the kids do because i have grandkids who come here and uh, my granddaughter will sit on the couch all day long never look at the tv she'll have it on but she'll be on her phone watching things and now they're you know everything is so fast-paced that now i find myself going and and doing some of those uh, Gen Z type activities, uh, you know. <laughs> like what? What's some Gen Z type activities? Oh, where like you go on YouTube. Shayla's always showing me stuff. Did you see this, Gigi? And she'll show it to me. <laughs> well, where was I see something like that at? You know, so she shows me a lot of stuff on there. Some of it I don't think I need to see, but she wants me to see. So I look at it just to try to keep up and, uh, but I'm still linear. I like, you know, watching TV shows or whatever, as most of the people on here know, I'm a big fan of like 911 and, you know, oh, yeah. um, and all Rocky of that. Yeah. I, I, the only thing that I can say linear that I've gotten rid of is soap operas. I used to be a big soap opera fan. The Young and the Restless, boy, Cole. How many times <laughs> did we come home and Snookabooka is on? I feel like the show never ended. I think it might be still going. Oh, it never it ends. Oh, it's like it's like a telenovela. <laughs> what is it called? A telenovela? Uh, yeah. <laughs> a te telenovela. I had to ask uh, Serena, our expert. Um, It's like those shows, they just never end. And Snook, I'm telling you, she'd be like, that Victor, that, that, <laughs> like she would be like, she talked about these people Big like Daddy she knew Vic. them. Big Daddy Vic. Big Daddy Vic, I yes. tell you. Those are the worst well, shows. 
<laughs> this crazy thing, I first started watching The Young and the Restless with my grandmother back in 19, when it first aired, the first show that ever came on, The Young and the Restless. So they were going on was, again too? Jeez. I watched my grandmother and watched it for, for years. Let me tell you something. Wait, wait, wait. Do the people just die and then they just make them the same names? <laughs> No, yeah. first of all, Miss Chandler, who was on there probably in 1978. Miss Chancellor, I'm sorry. She passed away in like 1999 or something. She's been she was around to like on the show until like you have a whole career, like your whole acting career like, could could consist of you playing in the young and the restless. I know that they kill people on the show and bring them back or stuff. Oh, like yeah. it's like, oh, we thought they were missing and now they're back. I remember one time somebody was missing for 20 years or something and here they come back on the show. And then let me tell you, they went 20 years and in, in their 20 years of being missing, they had a whole other family. They got kids. They bring the family and the kids on the show. Like, oh, I was away. I was kidnapped by so-and-so it was crazy and then yeah, what in the overboard is going on their stuff be so unrealistic the only thing i can equate to it right now is gray's anatomy gray's anatomy was that type of show where even if you were killed off the show you come back as a ghost baby and you could be dating the ghost i don't know i saw that like izzy or whatever her <laughs> name was she's baking stuff and then all of a sudden her like he's back the last episode they're on a beach i don't know spoiler alert if you haven't seen it but I guess there's still versions of Empire might be a version of it, but that those shows went so long that and, and, yeah. And to the point, they had more patience. Yeah, than we had because exactly. We even even think about patience and stuff like that. There's no way we would watch all that. People would just wait till it's all over and then binge watch it. Like you said, no ads, yep. no nothing, and watch it. So again, Buzzer got smart because let's just say. You want to see this, the entire sum up in the last show of Game of Thrones. You could buy the last like episode or the last like half of the episode where they killed yep. so and so. So Buzzer had it right. <laughs> okay, so moving on, Snookabooka. We're talking about things that you would have never thought that you was would have seen. Somebody buying. 30 seconds of of the Hawks championship run like things we would have never thought that we'd have seen would you have thought that you would have saw a, a job where you could be the coach and GM of a gaming team like your actual occupation you got to be kidding me that is just <laughs> that is just too 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 much you know um uh, I guess as I said the world is moving on and that that is just um that's above my pay grade i, I should say <laughs> oh my gosh well snook that's exactly what our next remotely one-on-one -on -one guest job is og king kurt is the head coach and he's also the GM of Nets Gaming. What is Nets Gaming? Well, Brooklyn Nets, as well as all the other NBA teams, they also have NBA 2K gaming teams, and that team is called Nets Gaming. So Nets Gaming, shouts to them. We was talking about the Renee Montgomery Foundation's NBA 2K tournament. Nets Gaming sponsored it, so thank you to Nets Gaming. Shouts to the homie OG King, Kurt. Done a lot of stuff with him. Such a good guy. Had a little talk with him. Check it out. Okay, so OG. Listen, I love 
I'm just going to start out by saying I love how you support women's sports, women's everything. Like I have a shirt that says more female, black, Latinx, indigenous, like more voices. And you are one of those people that have supported since day one. But we're going to talk about you a little bit because I, I saw that you were on an NBA 2K all girls. Like you were one of the counselors for that. So can you just talk about, you know, being a dad, why, why it's important to empower women? Let's just start there. Yes, I mean, most importantly, um, I've, I've been a part of the Women in Gaming Development Camp for the NBA 2K League for two years now. And I think it's a it's a lane that we didn't cover uh, as I was helping build out the landscape for uh, 2K and, and, and how this came about. So I think it's important that we recognize all, all gamers. And I mean, women in particular, I mean, it, you know, I think something that's been important to me and it was said by Ariel Powers is like, you know, gaming, it, it shouldn't be segregated. I mean, you have, you know, it's not, it's not like traditional sports where you have to be a certain metric or anything like that. I mean, if you can play the game, you can play the game. And I think uh, it's something that I've grown uh, a part of and, and, and want to be as impactful as I can. I mean, with that being said, I think with me being a general manager and coach for the 2K League, I still have a responsibility to make sure that uh, every player is is qualified and and competing, you know, at at a high level uh, to truly embrace the opportunity of being a part of the league. But something that I don't hardly talk about is, you know, I have a daughter. Uh, She she games. That's why Uh, I was asking about it. You're a girl dad. Yeah. Yeah. So she, and and not only that, I mean, she played college basketball, um, D2 level and got her college degree. I mean, and and now, I mean, when she's not working, she's always on the game. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty dear to me. I mean, now that I'm a part of professional gaming and she games as well, just sports has always been a big thing in our household. So, um, I, I was one of those dads that I didn't miss a game. I probably only miss, out of the thousands and thousands of games that she played, I probably only missed like five. And, uh, and, and it's and just important. That, I'm sure she recognizes that, that you made a point to be there. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I, I was tough on her, but um, I, I told her, I said, you know, a lot of people are going to judge me for how tough I am on you, but they're going to reap the benefits when you're out there hooping. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she she listened to me and uh, it paid dividends for it. And I'm, I'm proud of her. And um and now even more when I see her on the game, it, it really makes me, uh, it feels a certain kind of way. She plays more Fortnite than 2K, but okay. still just oh, the gosh, fact that we have some. Oh, gosh, too. That Fortnite is just taking over. But, you know, it's interesting because you're a dad that's in the professional gaming space. Normally parents are like, stop playing them video games. But can you just talk about your viewpoint on it? Because, like, you've made a career out of it now. Yeah, I think uh, actually when I first came into the space, that was something that uh, I was uh, kind of attacked about a little bit because um, I come from the tr- traditional sports background where I coached uh, basketball for over 20 years. And so I already had an initial relationship uh, with a lot of parents. And when they seen that, they was like, oh, man, like now now I can't even tell the kids to get off the game because, you know, it, it can become a career. And I think I think we have to be more open minded. Um, like I tell all parents, I, I don't I don't back down from education or anything like that. I mean, I still encourage that. But be open minded to a lot of different lanes that's out here for your child to succeed, uh, even beyond just gaming itself. Uh, you know, influencers, YouTubers, streamers, uh, different things of that nature. I mean, you know, kids are making a living 
uh, now. I mean, a killer, not a living, yeah, a killer just, right now. I, I was just about to say that. So it's like you you want to be open minded, but you still want to have that core foundation set uh, for how you want your child child's future to be. No, and you you hit on something because yeah, it's we our generation. I think we look at video games as literally just a hobby, but you're a testament that it's a profession now. Can you talk about like you were in traditional sports for 20 years, former athlete turned coach. Can you just talk about like, how did you even get into gaming? Like, how did that start? Uh, funny thing, uh, I'm obviously, uh, you know, I'm in my early 40s. I've been around since 2K uh, before it had numbers behind it. So um, I was in the military. Funny thing, I, I was in the military from 1997 to 2001, United States Navy. Uh, 2K came out in 99. Uh, at this point, you know, kind of just playing 1v1 excited the fact that the NBA had a game that was was being modeled uh, through video games. So uh, till 2014, where they really started picking up the pace, uh, where you can create your own player, uh, give it certain attributes and different things of that nature. And then not only that, you can go out and compete with other four players uh, just like it. So in 2K15, they had the Jordan Rex in it. And basically, you can go in there and compete uh, as an individual, uh, just like open runs, or you can go in there with five and, and you can meet up against another five and go at it. Okay. So uh, I started to hear uh, little things about leagues going on and being formulated. Um, so I, I got into a few, stumbled across uh, my, my dear best friend that to this day, uh, Tawan Fairley. Uh, we started playing together. And then uh, one day out the blue, he said, Kurt, um, I think uh, I think we can I can do a league better than all the leagues, and I'm like, okay, right? So you, like, what do you want to call it? He said the NPBA. I said, what does that stand for? He said, My Player Basketball Association. I'm like, man, you know, if that's what you want to do, I'm with it. Uh, fast forward to a couple of years later, we had one of the hottest leagues uh, in the world, what? and, and um, so y'all running your own league, like a whole league. Yes, we we pretty pretty much emulated the NBA. We had conferences, uh, <laughs> statistical categories, awards, and everything. Um, Crazy. 2017, uh, Take Two Interactive and the NBA announced that they were coming together for a 50-50 partnership to create the NBA 2K League. And we were excited, but we didn't really know like how we would fit in or anything. But one thing we knew is that our presence was kind of felt. I mean, um, I have been reached so out to So the NBA some... 2K League actually reached out to you guys. Wow. Yes. So it was kind of like, um, just like a mutual, like just meet and greet type thing. And we didn't know how we were going to be a part of it. Actually, the first team that, that reached out to us was uh, the uh, Bucks GG, which is the Milwaukee Bucks affiliate. Mm -hmm. And we kind of came on and served as draft analysts for them. Um, had a limited role during the season, but it kind of got our foot in the door. Uh, where people recognized uh, our hard work that, and everything that we had put into it before the league was, was actually uh, came into existence. So um, the following year, uh, that's when things took off for me. Um, I was uh, reached out to from the Brooklyn BSE Global, Joshua Prush, who at the time oversaw uh, Nest GC. Uh, he reached out. I'll never forget because at this point, I was, a, I was a manager for a group home. It was 6.30 in the morning. Email shot across my iPad, uh, opened it up and read it. Uh, basically, he was saying that, you know, he was told that uh, he should need to reach out to me. 
Uh, we, we got on a phone call later at 9 a.m. He said it was one of the best conversations that he had had with any candidate. Now, okay, my, OG. now mind you, at this time, I didn't even know I was getting interviewed. Like, I, I was just <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, I didn't know what to think. I was excited, but I didn't know what to think. And uh, fast forward a couple of weeks later, I was brought on as a special advisor uh, to help them build out the team. And then two weeks later, I uh, was announced uh, the GM and head coach. And um, that's crazy. And then so, my so partner understand the NBA has a whole league. Like, so affiliates, it's like the same way. If you would think the NBA G league has affiliates to the NBA team, the gaming crew has, that's what GC has affiliates to the NBA team. So this is like a licensed pretty much league running through the NBA. That's just gaming. Just so everyone understands, because everybody's not, hip to what's going on. So you basically got a GM head coaching job for like a legitimized league run by the NBA. And this is the Brooklyn Nets team reaching out to you. Like, I'm just making sure I got this all right. That is correct. As, as, except we go under the name Nets Gaming Crew. Nets uh, Gaming yes. Crew. Okay, Nets Gaming Crew, Nets GC. So, so then you get the job, right? Again, did you ever think that when y'all were building out the MPA or MPBA, did you all ever think that you were going to be able to do this like on this scale? Like, was it just, did you see it as a hobby basically before you became a GM or, or did you always see that this has money potential in it? No, I, we didn't. Um, you know, it, it's crazy. I, every day I wake up now and every day, I, every night I go to sleep. I mean, it's, it's a surreal feeling. Um, I have a job to do, but it's, it's one of the, the best careers like, you could possibly have. I, um, no, nah, we didn't think anything about it. We was just doing it simply off the off the love of the game. I mean, that that truly defines what we were doing. It was just out of the love. Uh, now, mind you, I caught a lot of grief uh, when it, when I was doing this because I'm in my mid thirties at the time, and I'm still working, handling my business, you know, as a father, man, you know, husband, and everything like that. But um, in my free time, I was always on the game yeah. like, or, or always operating and running things. Sometimes I wasn't on the game actually playing. I was just making sure tournaments and leagues was running smooth and things like that. But no, it's uh, this is something that I don't know. Like you, I could have never thought. And uh, it doesn't allow me to just to have the, the, the experience so many things that I never would have experienced. Uh, I, I like meeting somebody like you and, and, and build relationships and, 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 you know, Mama Snook and, and everything yeah. like that. So, they just left this morning. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's its allowed uh, a lot of great opportunities for me. And not only for me, but my kids and, and, and everybody who's surrounded by me. So I'm told, I'm truly grateful. So yeah, shouts to my guy, OG King Kurt. Keep doing what you're doing, my brother. You're killing it. And speaking of people, like, I, OG King Kurt... He's what you would consider an ally. Like every time you do something, he's watching it. He's supporting it. He's tweeting about it. And the WNBA basically was trying to create allies in the WNBA where we call them the change makers partnerships. And what that means is the change maker platform is designed to provide direct support to the WNBA on its own in its ongoing business transformation across marketing. So there's been some big names that were added to the change makers. There was Google Deloitte, um, there was AT&T as a change maker. And now we just saw a monster deal with the Phoenix Mercury. VP, tell us about that. Yeah, so $66 million over 15 years. So it comes out as about uh, $4.8 million per year. Um, so yeah, just, I mean, it's just, I'm curious to see like what happens from here and what other deals happen in women's sports. 
Yeah. So what he's saying is Bally. So the company is Bally's Corp and, and Bally's Corp is a betting company. They have a gazillion casinos all over the place. Uh, they just recently bought Fox Sports South in my area. So it's Bally Sports South, Bally Sports Southeast. Bally is taking over um, and they're they're. I don't know if they're necessarily in that change makers group, but that's the largest deal that's ever been made in WNBA history. I mean, sixty six million dollars. This is this is women's, something different. Women's sports history. It's women's sports, not just WNBA, yeah. women's sports history. So all of women's sports. I think that this is huge for so many reasons because this sets the tone now. You know, we, we weren't seeing no $66 million deals before. This is different. This is new. Like, this is groundbreaking what's happening. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree that that's a change maker right there. That's a change maker right there because you're talking about if they're coming out of the pocket and say, hey, we, we invest in women's sports and we're going to go, we're going to do this. We're committing to this. Love to see what it's going to all go to. I want to make sure that it's, if it's going to make some change, it's going to be good for all parties involved. It's not going to just be, you know, something for the owners or, but just want to make sure it's going to be, you know, something for everyone as far as women's sports. It's not going to just be, you know, the okie doke. I I, and look, let me read something real quick. So as a WNBA change maker, I'm talking about Google now because Google was named a new WNBA change maker and presenting partner of the WNBA on ESPN as part of a multi-year agreement. And as a WNBA change maker, Google commits to helping women's basketball and sports by developing innovative marketing activations, robust storytelling, and enhanced Google product experiences. So as part of the partnership, Google collaborates with ESPN and WNBA to deliver 25 for 25, which is 25 regular season games on ESPN networks for the 25th season. So y'all see that the money might be going directly to getting more games on TV accessibility Thing it, it just changes with each partnership. I know AT&T has one that Sue Burt was just featured in where they want to make sure that players can express themselves their way. You know, we had a marketing, we changed marketing, we pivoted in marketing when it came to how we presented the players because before it used to be players were only presented a certain way and it would be, even if you didn't want to wear crop tops and bell bottoms, oh baby, you was going to be in some crop tops and bell bottoms because that's just how the WNBA was branding. So it was different things about different ways. And so I, just to give you an idea, I wanted to show you guys like how the deals could come about. Well, I, I mean, I, I like the, the fact that they're going to do it, like do it in different ways. Like each company is going to make it their own you know, have more shows on TV, right. have, you know, if that's how it's going to go, you know, everybody's got to do it their own way. You know, I, I agree with that. I love the premise of making it your own because as we've seen, like you say, nobody wants the cookie cutter and everybody there's individuality, you know, and in women's sports, it was less individuality. They wanted every oh, definitely. way. So I do like that. They're trying to do it in their own way. Like no company wants to be the same that actually is good because it spreads evenly. I mean, what, mom, what do you think about that? Well, I, I think it's great. I, I, anything to grow women's sports, because as I said, it's been a long, hard road trying to get to where we are today. And, and, and we are a lot better off than we were in the past when it first started. Uh, I was just looking, um, ABC did a thing on the queen of basketball, Lucia Harris-Stewart. I had an opportunity to meet Lucia Harris and actually she spent the night at my house way back when she was first uh, out of uh, Mississippi State. 
and uh, you know, it was hard. And she actually had to have help to be able to live. She had some issues or whatever, and no one was putting anything into women's sports or whatever. So look from back then to now is a lot better, but, but just compare women's sports to men's sports. We still have a long, long, long way to go to make sure to make women as equal as they can be in the playing field as men. Yeah. I mean, even I think uh, that the 4.8 million is uh, obviously a lot, but um, like NBA patches, I believe started when they first started, maybe a few years ago, they were like 10 million. So explain uh, what patches are like the Jersey logos. And actually uh, when looking at the, the Mercury, they already have like three big names. Cause they have, I mean, obviously I think everyone has Verizon, but they have PayPal and then they have uh fries food. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's big out there. So like to have PayPal and, and Bali sports now, that's pretty, pretty big. Uh, yeah, that's pretty big. Listen, I'm going to say this right here on this platform. Delta, what's good? Delta, we are in your backyard, the Atlanta dream. Delta is, I love everything about what Delta is doing when it comes to equality, equity, inclusion, DEI, all of it, diversity, all of it. Like, I love what, they are, what they're doing. So I want y'all to do it with the Atlanta dream. We're one of those, I feel like the Atlanta dream, we have such a sweet spot where where sports so you get that sports feel you want to be a part of a sports team you got that but we're also in that intersection of sports activism community so companies that want to do something for the community companies that want to invest in women companies that want to be a part of the change holla at us the atlanta dream we want those million dollar deals too and this is another thing about those deals and about those patches paul kind of hit on it and the nba their little patches are so small with, with the WNBA, we have full on branding that we can do. Our sponsorship can go a lot of, a lot of ways. I'm just trying to say, do it for the dream. I can see, I can envision it now. Delta is the official airline for the Hawks. So why can't Delta be the official airline for the Atlanta dream? I'm applying pressure right now because Delta, I think you need that pressure. Maybe you don't know. So Delta do it for the dream. That's all I'm saying. Just, and it, not even just Delta, a lot of these brands, even here in the city of Atlanta, we see companies that sponsor every other pro sports team in Atlanta, but the Atlanta dream. They're the same. The, they sponsor the Hawks. They sponsor United. They sponsor the Braves. And we love to see it. I want you to sponsor the Hawks, the Braves United, but I want the Atlanta dream added to that lineup. So I'm done ranting. That's my two piece. Oh, and by the way, when I say do it for the dream, that's also our hashtag, but that's why it's our hashtag. When we say do it for the dream, the the American dream, your dream, our dream, I want all the dreams to come together. And if you're a company, a brand, the Fortune 500 companies that are throwing money all over the place, do it for the dream, baby. And now, Snookabooka, I want you to do it for the dream. Tell us where you're taking us for remote roots. What do you have for us this week? Okay, I'd like for you all to guess where I'm taking you. I'm taking you on a tour for this episode of Roots. So let me just play this for you and okay. see if you can guess what you. What? <laughs> Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh, you're taking us to... Oh, are you taking us to a location? I like how you turned up on us real quick. Where are you taking us? Paul said Thanksgiving. Um, I'm guessing to church. No, I'm taking you to Charleston's Capital Market. It's the farmer's market for Charleston, West Virginia. 
And uh, I went there to buy all of the things I needed, the perishables I needed for our 4th of July celebration. So most communities have a farmer's market. I'm sure you have one there in Baltimore, correct, Nicole? Absolutely. Look, I've been to the one in Georgia. It is absolutely fantastic. What about Connecticut, Paul? Y'all got a farmer's market up there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, Paul is not interested. Maybe he doesn't do his own cooking, but anyone who eats food, and I'm sure most of us still do that, we're not in those, uh, what do you call that? Fake food they have now I or whatever. <laughs> Okay, okay, well, I'll be over for dinner tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, you, if you want good, fresh food, so the farmer's market has uh, meat, seafood, and the best vegetables ever, you know, you want fresh food, you want non-GMO products or whatever, you should go to your farmer's market. So get ready for this tour. Here we go. Today, I'm taking the Tulip crew on a tour of one of Charleston's favorite attractions, the Capitol Market. Now, unlike Gilligan's Allen's three-hour tour, this one will only take a few minutes. The Capitol Market was originally a rail yard built in the late 1800s that had seen its better days by the late 1900s. In 1997, it was converted into the area, the great area that it is today. Now, this is the entrance to the indoor portion of the Capitol Market. But since it's such a beautiful day, I'm taking the crew outside to begin the tour. As you can see, the outdoor portion is under a canopy that stretches from one end of the market to the other. It provides protection for shoppers during inclement weather or wet weather so that shopping can continue. The market on the outside has all types of vegetables, fresh grown in West Virginia, flowers galore, and vegetable plants, herbs, etc. You can find almost anything you want to plant or eat here at the farmer's market. Now, the best thing about the Capital Market is that all of the items here are either grown or produced by West Virginians. They proudly display the names of their farms or businesses, and also where they're from in the state. One of my favorite vendors is Boston Greenhouse from Kennel, West Virginia. I have bought the plants for my vegetable garden here for the past 10 years, and they are always healthy and produce very well. Here, the owner, Kimmy Bostic, you'll see him seated here, always gives me a great deal. That's why I am a return customer. He also has a twin brother who has a stand here. I also come here and buy a lot of the herbs that I grow for my cooking. I love to use fresh herbs in cooking and they have the best variety here at the market. You can also find items for the outdoors like bird houses, garden decorations, etc. here at the Capitol Market. Okay, two lit crew, are you ready to go inside? So at this end of the market, you'll see there's Soho's Restaurant, one of the popular restaurants in the city of Charleston. During COVID, they built this outside area so people would be able to eat comfortably during the COVID restrictions. When you enter the market from the Soho Inn, you'll see that there's a marketplace that sells things that are made in West Virginia. The indoor portion is like a large aisle that you can travel down. 
One of the first places that you'll pass is Johnny's Meat Market. This is where I come to buy most of the meat that I use. You'll see that ground round there. I use it to make my burger dogs. I'll have to tell you about my burger dogs in another episode. We have a visitor center, a sushi bar. I know Renee would love the sushi bar. We also have a coffee bar, a wine shop, and a seafood market. So as you can see, you can buy almost anything you need that is perishable here at the Capital Market. At the furthest end of the indoor portion of the Capital Market is the Purple Onion. It is the vegetable and fruit market that is open year round. You heard me, year round. Even in the winter months, when it's hard to find great vegetables at the local grocers, you can find them here at the Purple Onion. You name it, greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes, they've got it all. In addition to all of the great fruits and vegetables that they have in season and out, the Purple Onion also has a wide selection and variety of spices and herbs for any cuisine. They also have jams, jellies, just about anything you would need to cook from scratch. So, you know how it is when you talk a lot about food and seafood, you want food. So I'm going to grab the Tulip Crew here, and I think I'll grab some stuff, and we'll go throw some stuff on the grill. Okay, greens, beans, tomatoes, tomatoes, chicken, chicken, <laughs> chicken, you name it! Listen, snook a book while she took us to the Capital City Market, which I've been there. It does have a lot of dope stuff in there. Snook a book got her own market at the house in her garden. My goodness, snook a book really do ha- does have tomatoes, greens, cucumbers, you name it. You <laughs> it. So Snookabooka, thank you for taking us to Capital City Market. And thank you for all that deliciousness. I'll be over next tomorrow. What is it tomorrow? I'll be over for dinner tomorrow too, VP. I guess that you can cook and all of that. Yeah. Oh, girl. Yeah. He's inviting us all to his house for dinner. We've seen some of the stuff he creates. It's kind of, he's creative. He needs to be on those like uh, chopped where you create like creative meals. Cause I kind of, I don't know why, but I think I remember seeing him make some things where I'm like, yo, you made that. And he's like, yeah, TikTok. I can cook. And I'm like, Oh, TikTok. That's what it was on his TikTok. He was showing things he was doing. He made like a pizza and didn't you write like PG or what did you, you did different things with it. Oh, I just made like a real pizza bagel. Oh, a real pizza. Is see what I'm saying? A real pizza bagel. We went to this restaurant and we asked the guy, did he know about the Atlanta Dream? He was like, nah. He was like, is that a is that a soccer team? Is WNBA a soccer league? Oh my and then, god. And then and then I said, could you name the other sports teams in Atlanta? He named all of them. He named all that's of them. terrible. See, and that's, that's exactly why that's we need the buy-in. We need because you know what the buy-in does, and I know we already went off of that, but I'm coming back. When you get that money, now you can market better. We can have billboards all over the city. If we were getting millions of dollars in, in, in sponsorship money, we would have our players plastered all over the, the city too. We're going to do that anyway. But it helps when somebody assists you in doing that and they help you market your players. If if I'm just going to leave it there, but that's a hot mess, Atlanta. Do better. We're here now. The Atlanta dream. We need more people at the games. We need more people to understand that we're a pro sports team, too. Look, Lou Will, after our last game, when we didn't have Trey Young playing and everybody was talking to him like, hey, can you guys believe that you won the game without Trey Young? And he's like, 
we're professionals too. You know, we're, we play basketball too. So I'm going to just use Lou Will's line. We're professionals too. We play basketballs too. And with that, I'm out of here. Thank y'all for joining us on another week of Remotely Renee, where we have fun. We chop it up. Our name, image, and likeness. Cash us out if you want to. Peace. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.